Living Local, telling the stories that connect us. A United Way of Greater Milwaukee and Waukesha County podcast. Problems. The ones most people don't have the stomach for. The ones nobody talks about at cocktail parties. The ones that can't be solved overnight. We go looking for them. These are the words in United Way's new credo for 2017, and they perfectly describe the issue of infant mortality. Milwaukee has one of the highest rates of infant mortality in the country, with black babies dying at nearly three times the rate of white babies. With a career and life dedicated to serving the community, Wanda Montgomery became the co-chair for the Milwaukee Life Course Initiative for Healthy Families in March of 2016. Wanda was recently awarded the Gwen T. Jackson Community Service Award at United Way's annual meeting. We talked today about her path leading to this important role in fighting infant mortality and the successes and challenges she has faced in this work. So Wanda, let's start with the basics. What is the Milwaukee Life Course Initiative for Healthy Families? So the um, collaborative uh, Milwaukee Life Course Initiative for Healthy Families is really a, a collaborative work in Milwaukee that brings together community organizations to really strive to um, reduce infant mortality among African-American children. So we have a number of community agencies as well as larger organizations that have come together to really look at strategically how we can impact black babies in this community in terms of reducing deaths before their first birthday. Why is it particularly focused on black babies? Because that's where you have the highest health disparities. Um, when we look at the data um, and we look at where babies have died, black babies rise to the top. And there are a lot of triggers or a lot of things that affect that number. Racial uh, disparities it could be um, poverty, it could be premature births, and we can get into more of that. But really, when we look at the data, um, and we and black babies are not the largest group of babies that are, are born, but when we look at the, the percentages, they die at a higher rate compared to all live births. So in your work as co-chair for Milwaukee Life, which is what we'll call the life course, Initiative for Healthy Families moving forward. Describe a success that you've had. So let me just go back. I'm the co-chair now, but I've only been the co-chair for a year. But I've been involved with the initiative a little over three years. I started out as co-chair of the, the Strengthening Families and Black Male Engagement. I think one of the successes that I would like to identify is the fact that we've been working in this area for about four years. And I think one of the things that you look at, people say it's an initiative. It is, but I think it's, be, it's more than that. And what I see as a success is people that continue to be involved. And we continue to look at 
new ways that we can engage more families, more ways that we can get information out to the community. I think this podcast is an example of a way that we can get information out to the community. So I think the, one of the successes that I see is just the ability to be able to speak um, in different venues, to talk about why we need people to be involved. You may not be the, the mom that's about to have a baby, but you may know a mom. And so being able to have information in the newspaper, on radio, um, at community events, speaking to the legislature. So really stepping up our game more or less to say, we're not gonna be isolated in one place when we come to our meetings, but how do we get that message out? So I looked at some of the things I've been able to do personally by getting out uh, a couple weeks ago, I spoke to the state legislature about life. And through that, we had a follow-up meeting here at um, United Way last Friday, where legislators came here to talk to us. So I think that's a success that I'd like to um, just share. And so when you go out and share this information with, say, legislators, Mm -hmm. are they surprised? Some are. When you give them the information, you know, I mean, data is data. And uh, when you tell them why it's important, most of them, some, some have had personal experience. So if they've had personal experience, they understand. Or sometimes they know somebody else who has had a, a, a death. But you can't argue with the facts. And we're not talking about alternative. We're talking about the truth. That some of the triggers, I think they may be um, surprised. Because what happens or what has happened is that we've had um, a lot of media attention around babies that die as a result of co-sleeping or babies who die because maybe the parent was drinking and, and or were, were um, exposed to drugs. That's not um, the case in a lot of our deaths is due to prematurity. And so when you say that, they're like, oh, I thought it was, I thought it was because of co-sleeping. So I think when you can bring accurate information to people and help them to begin to think about it from another perspective, then that really helps to um, strengthen our message. So Wanda, you mentioned sharing information and how, you know, as part of the collaborative, you've really been able to spread information far and wide. Now, it sounds like there's a couple different types of information you're sharing. One is just the reality, the facts of the issue of infant mortality. Are you also sharing kind of practical tips and tricks for you know, maybe pregnant women, new moms, women who are thinking of getting pregnant for how to avoid infant death? Yes, we have, um, there's lots of information that we can share. And it really depends on on the audience that you're talking to. And, um, you know, there are a lot of myths and then there are facts. And then we do have people that go back to their grandmothers or their mothers. My mother did this and so it's, it's you know, I can do it. Um, we live in different times and when you know things that are going to help, we want to share that information. Uh, You know, when I was having my children, we used to have bumper pads in the cribs and we had um, all kind of stuffed animals and big comforters and, and, you know, you laid your baby on the stomach. So when you know to do better, now you take all of those extra things out and really have the baby there in the crib by themselves, light blanket, um, and on their backs. So information is certainly a powerful tool. And so when we can share 
information and let people know if you don't have a crib, can you put the baby in a drawer? Or now they have baby boxes. So there are all types of resources that we let people know that are available so that they don't have to feel like, well, I don't have this or I don't have that, but direct them to the resources that are available. So this this initiative, Milwaukee Life Course, has been in action since 2014, correct? Mm -hmm. Can you talk about a challenge that either you've faced in your role or that you've seen kind of the initiative facing as a whole? I think the challenge is that, you know, we had goals that we wanted to reach by 2017. We know that we're, and I think it was reducing Af African-American infant mortality by 10%. We know we're not going to reach that goal. I think the biggest challenge is, um, that I've seen is just, um, this is such a huge, a huge issue from my perspective. And how do you get to every person um, you know, we have people speaking in hospitals, we have people speaking in clinics, we have information all over. But sometimes it's the person that you really need to get to that is isolated, not only from us, but from all types of resources. And so as we're looking to move the initiative forward, one of the things we're doing is looking at bringing more community people in. And so we've changed some of our meetings. So instead of our meetings being during the day, we're going to have our meetings in the evenings. And really looking at ways that we can get out to the folks that really need to hear this message and um, having those voices that can speak to those people and let them know what the Life Course Initiative is all about and what resources are available for them. So I think the challenge has always been, and it continues to be right now, how do we really reach that, that one, that mom in the community that's not going to be looking for United Way, that's not going to be looking for Wanda Montgomery, that's not going to be looking for um, some literature, but how do we reach them? How do we possibly get someone that knows them, that can, that can get out? So we need, as they say, more boots on the ground. And um, that's always been a challenge, but I think as we continue to build um, our message in different venues, we'll be able to impact that number coming down. And so when you talk about kind of your target audience, that mom, are you looking at women who are currently pregnant, women who are thinking about or, or you know, might become pregnant, new moms? The Life Course Initiative really speaks to Life Course from before you even think about having a baby. Can we impact young girls? Can we, not only young girls, but young boys? because girls don't get pregnant on their own or women don't get pregnant on their own. But how do we really look at pregnancy intendedness? How do you plan? How do you make sure that if you have health challenges, um, which could be um, impacting prematurity if someone has health challenges, how do we really work with people across the spectrum of their life course to um, speak to, if you're thinking about being pregnant or getting pregnant, what do you need to do to prepare yourself? So Wanda, tell us a little bit about your background. Um, where did you grow up? What has kind of been your career trajectory? How did you get to where you are today? Well, um, born and raised in Milwaukee. As a matter of fact, um, lived in Hillside Projects, which is not too far from where we're sitting today. Our family bought their first home straight up the street from here on King Drive, and that home is still there. We no longer own it, but it's still in the community. 
I come from a family of nine children. I'm the second oldest. And um, so always family was important. You know, my mom and my dad have, both of them have five or four siblings. Uh, but we always had family around. My mother started uh, a child care center right up the street um, in 1972. That, fam that child care center was started in our home and it was a family program. So it really not only addressed the needs of the child, but their family. And um, so being a part of that, when I went away to college, the last thing that I thought about being is working with children and families. That was the last thing. My focus was I wanted to go into business. But um, once I came back to Milwaukee after college and I had been gotten married, I started at the university and there was a grant that was available to do childcare. And I wrote the proposal for this grant from MATC and it was awarded. And so it was um, awarded to our childcare program, my mother's childcare program. And so because I wrote the grant and knew all, they asked me if I would come and run the program, which I did. And so that's how I got involved. But my career has led me to really work in a number of different positions impacting children and families. So I started out in childcare. I moved from there to be an executive director of a housing agency, which helped families become first-time home buyers. Then I went to a W-2 agency as the director, so that again was providing resources to children and families. From there, I went to child welfare, again, children and families. My position now is with Children's Hospital, director of community partnerships, which brings all of my prior experience into one place so that I can connect with people that are in child welfare or in child care or in education um, because I was principal of a, a choice uh, school at one point. So when I look at really what is the foundation of our community, our country, is children and families. And if we can make a difference in the lives of our children and make a difference in the lives of their families, we can impact the world. And specifically, when I look at the disparities among black children and their families, if we can raise the level of life for black children, we will raise the lives of all children. Quickly, can you share one moment in your career working with children and families that really sticks out to you, that you go back to, that keeps you going? I think um, when I was principal of a choice school and, um, you know, when you're principal, when kids get in trouble, they always, you know, they bring them to your office. And I remember this one day, there was a young boy in, in our program who probably was about eight or nine years old. And they brought him to my office because, I mean, he was completely out of control. And people say a lot of times, my voice is calming. You know, I can talk to babies and they'll just stop crying. And people are like, what, what? I, that's, I guess it's just my voice. But so he came in, and I, when I say completely out of control, he was out of control. And so I just softly spoke to him and said, you know, I know 
today is, is challenging. Why don't you have, and I had these two big chairs in my office, big cushion chairs. So why don't you just go have a seat? And so he, he did, he sat in the chair and I just did my work, just ignored him. And he fell asleep. And so probably an hour later, when he woke up, we had a, a conversation about what was going on with him. And once we did that, he got, you know, I was able to take him back to his classroom. But what I think it, it taught me is, um, and even as adults, we don't have to respond to people the same way they may be acting out. You know, that child, I could have been yelling and, but I chose to just give him that space. And sometimes we need to give people their space and then be able to come back and say, you know, what we need to, to do to impact. And so I've been able to use that. I have people that say to me now, oh, you dealt with that in such a way. I said, well, you know, um, for me, I want to be able to be impact. And so what I look at, something that Maya Angelou, and I, I shared this last week, when you learn, you teach, and when you get, you give. And so it's important for me to be able to give back. And so the things that I've learned over the years, I want to be able to share. And, and so, you know, just my own life experiences. Um, growing up, I probably was a terror at some point. And people say I would fight, and I would, and I would. But I haven't had to do that as an adult. So I think somewhere along the line, someone took some time with me, and I want to be able to do the same with others. Well, Wanda, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. That was Wanda Montgomery, co-chair for the Milwaukee Life Course Initiative for Healthy Families and director of community partnerships for Children's Hospital of Wisconsin. Living Local is produced by myself, Katie Kuhn, Melissa Hannon, Brian McCaig, and John Waldbauer. A special thank you to Ethan and Maeve McCaig for providing the music and voice talent for our introduction. <laughs>